Welcome back, everybody, to Spot Monkeys Live. Recording a day earlier than normal. So uh, for those like our friend Annette, uh, who's not on just yet, but will be soon, I'm sure, uh, who just got the notification. Um, yeah, today earlier, just life, those things happen. But we wanted to get, we needed to get on here. We needed to get on here um, and wanted to and uh, talk about a whole bunch of wrestling coming up this weekend. Uh, this is going to be a head-to-head I think I called it head-to-head palooza was the title I gave the, uh, it feels like WrestleMania week. The last time we did something like this, it was WrestleMania week. Uh, and it's going to be time again. We have got three shows we're going to do head-to-head picks. I forgot to say, I'm Jim and Tom here with me. Hi, Tom. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be with you. Excited. Uh, it has been an absolutely crazy busy week uh, professionally for me. So I am so appreciative of this moment, uh, this opportunity, this time that we could be together. And we have no shortage of things to talk about and not a lot of time. <laughs> right. We do have a, uh, a a time stop that we have to be done by today, um, which doesn't mean anything to somebody li- listening to this later. But uh, this will not be a three-hour podcast, although it feels like it could be um, with all of these matches. We're going to have to be, uh, I-, I don't want to say brief, but uh, we're going to have to keep moving on things to... Uh, fit 25 matches into our conversation talk i feel like it's like you know it's main event time and it's like and now your main event with, with tv time TV remaining time for, <laughs> yes yeah we have tv time remaining this morning uh that we're recording so uh but we've got enough time i think it's, it's not you know we don't have 20 minutes we've got more we've got enough time i think so uh but before we get started on the picks uh head-to-head update is that uh, Tom and I have picked one, two, three shows so far this year, uh, this half year, since we do them in the in the half segments, the July to December segment. And uh, I am at 12 and 9, and Tom is at 10 and 11. So a two-match difference, but with 25 matches to pick today, uh, you know, a, a massive swing could happen in this in this competition, or... Nothing could happen because we pick, you know, a whole bunch of things the same. Although I have a sneaky hunch there's at least the World's Collide show I feel like is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it ends up. I think feel like out of those, I think, five matches we have to pick, um, we could have the same pick straight through or we could have five different, like we could just be different on everything. So uh, that one especially feels very dart throwy to me, so. Is that, a, is that a word, dart throwy? I just made it up, if not. Well, Tom, we're going to start. We're just going to do these in chronological order. Um, and I didn't. we didn't talk about match order, so I guess we'll just go with what I put in. Uh, and I don't know that it matters much. But uh, we're going to start with uh, WWE's Clash at the Castle uh, over in the UK on Saturday, uh, noon, I believe, Eastern time, if I remember they, right. They said one now. They said one on Monday on Raw. Okay, maybe it's noon my time then. Okay. But I, I thought it was New Eastern originally as well. So go figure. You know, WWE not 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 uh, communicating well. Who knew? Um, but Tom's going to get the first pick because he's behind in the competition. And then we will just uh, alter back and forth as we always do. Uh, so, Tom, you get the first pick for Edge and Rey Mysterio against the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Not happy that we start with this match, but I mean, <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> because because 
you know, so coming coming into this, you know, the, the Mysterios have been, the, you know, the main kind of opposition um, against Judgment Day. Edge returned. Edge had the big match in Toronto a couple weeks ago. I thought we were headed to Edge and his wife against Rhea and someone else. Clearly not. Yeah. So the question is, um, because there was interaction between Dominic and Rhea on Monday, and Rhea appears appears to have some spell. Uh, spell might be the wrong term. Over Dominic. Uh, Dominic's got the hots. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but we've also been saying, when is the Dominic turn going to happen? Uh, maybe it's Saturday. I don't know. Sadly, I love, I love, not sadly, I love, I love Rey Mysterio. Sadly, I feel like because of where he's at in his career, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're using him kind of in that legend status, but not in the same way as Edge. Judgment Day is my pick. I don't know that Dominic turns. There's a good chance he does turn or because of his infatuation with Rhea. That's what cost Ray the match. Um, and the Mysterio fallout continues. Yeah, I I mean, first of all, if Dominic's got the hots for Rhea, hey, can't blame the man. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this without um, having to put some sort of a warning on the podcast. Uh, you know, maybe Dominic's into really strong women who beat the holy tar out of him. Um, what, yeah, hey, whatever. Um I mean, Edge got the win on Raw a couple of weeks ago against Damian Priest. Uh, the Mysterios got the win against the Judgment Day at SummerSlam. At this point, if they don't put Judgment Day over, now granted, I understand SummerSlam was finishing up Vince McMahon's booking. I mean, Triple H was there and, and was in charge, but it was, you know, he kind of had to take what he had, you know. But now he's moved forward. This is Triple H's vision of this story moving forward. Because he could have just wrapped that up at SummerSlam and moved on if he didn't want <clears throat> to let this keep going. And he didn't do that. I, I got to think. I, I feel like I'm saying Randy Orton's going to turn on Riddle again. Like, that just feels like the constant refrain. But I got to think this is where Dom turns. So, Judgment Day's my pick. Ray takes the fall. I don't think you beat Edge because I don't... If you're going to have Edge take the loss, I would rather see it in a one-on-one match. And, and really boost either Balor or Priest with that big of a win because Edge doesn't doesn't lose singles matches all that often right now in this run. So I'd rather see that in a singles if he's going to take the fall. So Ray takes the fall. Not that we picked that, but it's just kind of where I wanted to go. And Judgment Day is my pick. Uh, next matchup is Seth Rollins and Riddle in a match we didn't get at SummerSlam. We were a little baffled as to why. I'm still baffled as to why. But holy smokes, this might be... They've done a good good job, I would say, building most of these matches on this show, which is which is a nice change for WWE, to be perfectly frank. Um, but man, they've made this one seem like, yeah, I need to see this thing in the ring on Saturday. Like, um, I haven't seen all of Raw. I I often don't see all of Raw. It's just three hours. It's hard to get into, uh, or hard to get into my schedule. It's not hard to get into. It's been a good show lately. Yeah. Um, what I have caught of it. Um, and and I've seen some clips of the like promo uh, or, or face-to-face, not promo, face-to-face kind of thing. Um, and I'm laughing as I'm getting in my head as I'm thinking that because their face-to-face when they do the split screen is kind of the picture of you and I on YouTube. So um, at least neither one of us are ever going to take hopefully shots at our families. 
Um, but man, I mean, they went a little bit dig there on the, on the, you know, the personal stuff, which I almost wondered, was that a little like nod to the Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara story? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but it made me think it when they said it. Um, this is really good. And I don't know who to pick because I don't think this ends at Clash of the Castle. I feel like this has still got legs. Um, it doesn't need to end. Although sometimes it's better to end it before it needs to end. Um, I, I think this is their first match in this feud, like in this iteration of the feud. I know they've wrestled before, um, or I'm pretty sure they have. Um, I'm going to go Rollins and not feel really good about it because I could definitely see Riddle or Matt Riddle because they've used his first name on Monday a little bit too. He's back, baby. Matt Riddle is back. And I'm I'm... <laughs> I'm all for giving people their first names back. Triple H is going to get a Christmas card for me for giving people their first names back at this point. Uh, but I'm going to go Rollins just because I think this continues and, and we have to get to the big Riddle win. I feel like unless it's a quick roll-up or something, Riddle winning, I don't know where we go then from that. So I'm going to go Rollins. Yeah, I've, I really enjoyed the build, and I think Monday really took this to another level. Uh, I... I want to pick Matt Riddle because I think that now with Triple H being back in in the, in the mix, he Matt Riddle I think was one of his guys for lack of a better term. Agreed. Agreed. On the other end of that, though, like Rollins, you know, does need to be. He's not Teflon. He is Teflon, but he's not right. So, and and Rollins is a Triple H guy too. So. Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe here. Um, because there might be other ones later on where, where I don't I don't want to be safe, so I'm going to stick with Rollins too, even though I'm not I'm not super confident on that. Yeah, I definitely one I could see going either way. That won't, when we talk about our confidence points and our picks for our fantasy wrestling league, that will be a low one because I I could make a valid argument either direction. Absolutely. Uh, one that I think will be a little easier for you, Tom. Uh, although should be really fun, the Intercontinental Title match, Gunther uh, defends against Sheamus with uh, two European guys. Kind of an interesting booking move there i don't know you know you're gonna get the booyah i don't know what's going on there who do you think uh what do you think about this match um it's you know i don't know i don't know how often it's been and i don't know if it's an, uh, a term that's even used as much anymore hoss fight though yeah this is it uh and uh it's gunther all the way uh but it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun match and they're gonna they're gonna lay it in because they both can so um that'll be cool yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're going to beat the tar out of each other. Um, I think maybe we mentioned this match uh, last week, I think, on the show, and, and I said that too, and you agreed. I, yeah, they're going to beat the out of each other, uh, <clears throat> but Gunther is just getting going. I'm really glad the Triple H is in charge because obviously he saw a lot in Gunther um, when he was Walter. Maybe he'll be changing back to Walter. I would be okay with that. Um, but I, I guess I've gotten used to the Gunther name, so it, it works too. Um, and I get owning your property, you know, your intellectual property and all of that kind of stuff, but, uh, Gunther wins. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of, uh, this will be a very high confidence pick. Nothing against Seamus. I just don't think you need to beat Gunther anytime soon for the intercontinental title. And I certainly don't think Seamus needs to be the one to do it. Um, nothing again, nothing against Seamus who I know is buddies with triple H too. Um, talk a lot about triple H guys, I guess on this show. So, uh, move now to the <clears throat> excuse me the smackdown women's title match 
Liv Morgan defends against Shayna Baszler. Again, we're going to talk about Triple H, I feel like, more than anything on this. But Triple H has definitely rebooted Shayna um, and and made her more uh, of the killer heel that she can be. There's also been a little bit of interaction between her and Ronda. The one thing that I didn't love was when Ronda, I think it was the week she got arrested, and they were walking her up the ramp, and she and Shayna cross paths. Shayna's kind of been more of this killer heel, but Shayna said to her, like, just ask for what you want and you'll get it. That's how you do things here. And I'm like, but that's not how your character is developed in the last two or three weeks. Like it was a weird line to have her say, um, like Rhonda's thing about you used to be a killer and then Shayna being a killer lately. And then, but the one line where it, it was just, that part was weird for me. Um, if they'd had Shayna getting beat a bunch and Rhonda made that comment and then, you know, that spurred her, that would have made more sense. I think we're headed towards maybe Rhonda and Shayna being a unit together for a little while, um, which I would kind of like. And then eventually you can split them and we can get to that Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler match that we all thought was going to happen a couple of years ago. And, and Vince just can't see the low hanging fruit, I guess on that one. Um, but, but now triple H maybe does. Um, I think Liv keeps the title here through some DQ maybe or something. I'd be a little surprised if she beat Shayna Klein. Clean. Shayna Klein. Um, Shayna Clean. Are you, are you trying to have a Cardiff Wales accent? In yeah, I just, well, I'm, I'm not good at accents, so let's hope not. Um, because eventually I think Ronda's the one who takes the title back off of Liv. So I don't, flipping it to Shayna here doesn't make sense. You can get to a Shayna-Ronda title match down the road in a much more interesting way than just having Shayna win the title here because they just there's still a, a little bit of that Liv and Ronda stuff that needs to get worked out so Liv is my my pick to retain the title and win the match in some way um probably by DQ when Ronda interferes yeah I'm a Liv, I'm a Liv picker as well here Liv picker sounds kind of odd you, get, do you, get need get a, of... you need to see a doctor about that or uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Here's the thing. I would love for Shayna Baszler to do this because I remember right. how much I loved Shayna Baszler and the character and the vibe and everything in NXT and how much I hoped that would be the case when she moved. Granted, you know, the last two and a half years and all that's gone on in WWE and how it's been presented, how talent's been presented has been a factor in that too. But this is going to be a really good match, I believe. Uh, it's actually a match I'm really excited for. And I'm glad that they get the spotlight of the only singles match on this card for women. Uh, so that'll be fun because uh, I think Shayna and, and nothing is live, but Shayna really deserves that opportunity. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'd have to look, but it's been quite a while since Shayna's had a one-on-one -on -one match on a pay-per-view. Uh, that crackpot, you know, research team just didn't do any work this morning. So, uh, but it's been a little while. So I agree. It's, it's really nice to see her get that shine. And, and I, going to be good i there isn't anything on this show to be perfectly honest that i'm looking at and going oh all right that'll be the bathroom break match like everything they built really nicely for this show so kudos to wwe that's been quite a while since you and i've been able to say that so tom you get the first pick then on the uh the six woman match between bailey dakota kai and eo sky maybe someday they'll get around to giving them a name it sounds like damage control maybe might be their name uh, they hint at things but they don't ever quite do it against the uh Team of Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. Yeah, it's got to be Bailey, Kai, and Sky here, without a doubt. 
because I feel like you have to keep them strong and you have to give one of them, whoever it is, uh, kind of the inside track to maybe chase Bianca Belair. So that's that's the reason why I go with this here. Um, the, the trio of Belair, Asuka, and Bliss just doesn't, it seems like like one of these things are not like the other, but they, they've pulled it off together well, kind of unifying themselves, even though they're being they're unique against this other fa- uh, faction. But I think that faction, especially since they didn't win the titles on Monday, uh, which was kind of kind of a surprise. I think when you looked at the graphic and you said, you know, hey, we thought the finals were on you know, one side and then whoever comes out of the end, they're fodder. Nope, that wasn't the case. So now, again, do they win here and then we see a title change from the ladies who won the belts to one of the, uh, this group? Perhaps. Uh, if they don't, it's okay too because I, I, I like I like the the new the new blood, if you will, right. uh, uh, being I, being given a chance. I uh, so just speaking of that, the women's tag title uh, tournament match, Raquel Rodriguez and, and Aaliyah winning the uh, the tag titles. Um, I had wanted like like I I think Raquel is going to get built up by Triple H because she obviously was a project that he was very high on. Um, in NXT and he did a really good job of booking her. And I was like, yep, they're going to, they're going to, I don't know if strap the rocket to her is the right word, but they're going to, you know, build her well. And so I've been wanting to pick her up in fantasy wrestling league, but I wanted to wait until this tournament was done. So I didn't just take, pick up a, a random loss that I didn't need. And yet another great decision I've made in the fantasy wrestling league this year that turned out to not, and now I can't even pick her up because somebody was higher on the waiver chain, picked her up. <sighs> yeah. This is not my half season. Let's hope my Bears are better than I am this year, because goodness. Bailey, I like Bailey, Kai, and Sky. I like the way you said that, by the way. Um, Bailey, Kai, and Sky. They're my pick as well. Um, I, I think Bailey, I, I would have Bailey pin Bianca, to be perfectly honest, to launch that. Because I think Bailey is the one who is is going to be challenging first, anyways, uh, with Bel Air. Because I, I do think Kai and Eo Sky are most likely the team to um, to dethrone Raquel and Aaliyah at some point. And I would assume in the next two months, may, maybe two weeks, to be honest. Um, but at least, in you know, I don't think Raquel and Aaliyah are going to have a really long reign. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll build them as a team and they'll, you know, it'll really gel and who knows. But um, I, that story is more about Raquel, I think, than Aaliyah. So it depends on what they want to do there, but it, that's not in this match. Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eos Kai, they get the win. I, like I said, I'd have Bailey pin Bianca, but I wouldn't be shocked either if they protect that a little bit and have her have somebody pin. If you're not going to have Bianca take the fall, then I'd have Dakota Kai or Eos Kai actually be the one to get the win, um, so that they're a little more elevated. I'd love to have one of them pin Belair too, but uh, I don't think that happens this weekend. So, so far, we are chalk on this show, and we come down to what I think for the first time, we got to think about a world title match for a little bit here. Uh, the WWE Undisputed Universal title match, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, uh, really well built so far. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the build. I love that Drew is leaning into the uh, Roman's never here, although Roman's been here a lot more the last month um, building to this than, than Roman had been around for a little bit. Um, the inter- interplay with Sami Zayn and KO and the Usos. Um, 
nothing with any of them on the announced for this show. I'm going to assume it's similar to when the Usos couldn't go to Canada uh, because of Jimmy's uh, issue, uh, you know, legal issues. I'm wondering if maybe we won't, the Usos might not be at Clash of the Castle because Jimmy might not be able to travel um, out of the country. So that's, that's possible, which makes this even more intriguing to me. Um, originally, I had read reports that perhaps Karrion Cross was originally going to be added into this, which they're still obviously building Karrion. I, I don't think they'd do that now. Um, but, you know, when he first came back, it seemed like he could have gotten added to this. And there was some talk that they were going to split the titles at Clash of the Castle and go back to a WWE title and a Universal title, which would make a lot of sense. And apparently USA really does want a champion on their show. You can't blame them. And if that were the case, Drew would make the most sense to hold that other title 100%. Um, I could see Drew winning the title here. And then saying, like, it's stupid to have these two titles together. I'm going to be the WWE champion. And, we're yeah, I could see something like that. Um, but I love Drew McIntyre. I want Drew McIntyre to win, selfishly, again, in the Fantasy Wrestling League, because I have Drew McIntyre. And all I've done is lose titles, and I'd like to win one for once in a godforsaken season. Um, but... I still don't think Drew's the guy to beat Roman. I, you know, I, I don't think you have anybody beat Roman until you've got the undeniable person that has to beat Roman, which I still think is probably Cody Rhodes. Um, now, all of that can change because Triple H took over the booking and it's not, you know, Vince, but yada, yada, yada. We've got a hard stop a little light, later today. I could go on about this match forever. I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the stadium vibe is going to definitely make it feel big match, even though I think they've done a good job of making it feel like a big match. That stadium vibe is really going to play into it. But I'm going to go Roman Reigns and hope that I'm wrong for fantasy wrestling. Yeah, my pick's Roman, too. Um, it was really interesting. So, I was, of course, you know, I knew we were going to be doing this podcast today. And so as I was doing my, my morning routine, getting kids off to school and, you know, processing, uh, you know, having a moment alone in the car and just thinking – I was listening to sports radio and they were doing a lot of college football preview. And the, the opinion that I came to was that Roman Reigns is the WWE version of college football's Alabama. Yeah. You expect yeah. them to win all the time and they do win all the time. And you're not mad at it because they're that darn good. However, when that team, old miss Georgia, someone else, beats them you're like ah yes and here's the thing too being beaten by alabama doesn't make you a bad team if you're if you're florida a m um or florida atlantic yes when you lose 63 to 3 that's that's that you got taken to the woodshed but drew mcintyre is not that so um it's akin to this weekend in college football ohio state the most hated team in this house and notre dame have a big primetime matchup on Saturday. The belief is that Notre Dame is going to get taken to the woodshed, even though both teams are top 10 ranked. They're just, the belief is Ohio State's that good. I hope they are because then I hope when Michigan comes in, gives them a game, hopefully beats them down the road, it's important. Notre Dame's not going to lose anything when they lose, if they lose, should they lose to Ohio State, and vice versa. I, I This match is 
the college football or the WWE equivalent of that college football matchup. So as much as I also think that if you were to pull the trigger, now is the time to do so. I think there's more to the Roman Reigns storytelling and and who, whomever that is. Cody, you mentioned Johnny Gargano last week, which would be unbelievably and kind of weird at this point. But again, in three well, surprised we didn't get Gargano theory here, by the way. I, yeah, you know, and surprising that there was that Johnny Organo was in the building seemingly on Monday and it was a pre-tape. I if I if he's back and he's all in, I have him on TV every single week. I'm using him to 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 reintroduce him to fans um who may or may not remember him. A lot I'm sure do, some maybe not. So Right, if people don't watch NXT, I mean they saw him a little bit on the main roster, but yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I don't know when in the scope of the weekend I'm going to get to watch this show, but I have, again, and you, 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 you made a, you made like a, a I'm going to call it a snide comment. Forgive me for using that terminology. Kind of a snide comment to WWE earlier when we were recording. Uh, they've really turned the corner in the last month. So like I, they're on an upswing to me. I know you believe they are too. So I don't know your comment wasn't like a dig in, in what a did they say? way. I don't remember. You said something about, uh, some timing or planning or something. I don't know. It was, it's okay. I didn't call you out on it then. So like for me to come back and be like, Hey, you know, it's like, it's like that, that issue, you know, when, you know, you, you're married, you have a wife, you know, sometimes, you know, you may come back and go, well, earlier in the day you did this and it really offended me. You didn't address it at the time, but then if you bring it up later, it's kind of unfair. So I'm sorry. I'm being unfair to you here, Jim, this morning. And here we are bickering, bickering like a married monkey's marriage. Yes. Yes. Uh, Um, (laughs) This thing is getting out of control real quick, so I'm going to stop there and just say, Roman, we're chalk across the board. Um, There will be no change in the standings after Clash of the Castle on Saturday. I will say, could I definitely see them having Drew win and have that big moment in the UK, him holding both titles up, fireworks going off at the stadium? I could definitely see it. Like, I won't be shocked at all. Um, I love that WWE is giving us a card. Sometimes you and I have done head-to-heads in the past, and again, this was under the Vince regime. Um, where we make our picks and we're like, it's just obvious what they're doing with every single match on this co- card. Like, why are we even having this card? We know what everything, and we would be right almost every time on those when they were so blatantly obvious. Every once in a while, they'd zig when we thought they'd zag. But um, I love the fact that we actually have to think about a lot of these matches um, now for WWE, which is is a lot of fun. So yeah, we'll be chalk after. Uh, so I'll still have a two match lead going into uh, NXT and NXT UK Worlds Collide. Um, so NXT UK is is done after Worlds Collide, and NXT Europe will be starting up sometime in 2023. Uh, so this will be the last time to see some of these folks, although it seems like some of them will be kind of incorporated into NXT uh, moving forward, at least for a while, until perhaps maybe they go to the Europe brand. And maybe some of them just stay uh, now over here, too. We'll see how that all plays out. But, uh, Tom, you're going to get the first pick on uh, the first match, which is the women's tag team title match. Caden Carter and Katana Chance defend their titles against kind of surprise challengers here. Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Yeah, it's Carter and Chance for me here. Um, I appreciate that they did what they did. And there was a lot of good, like, developments on NXT this week. And I appreciate the, the addition of main roster talents, but people that were and have a connection back to their roots in NXT. 
and UK, and yeah, and NXT UK. So um, this this did a good job. They, they did a good job of making this match make sense, even though I don't feel like there's any chance in heck that the titles switch. So Carter and Chance are my pick here. Yeah, Carter and Chance keep the belts. There's no way they're putting the NXT Women's Tag Titles on Nikki and Dewdrop. As much as I like Nikki and Dewdrop as a team, um, and, and I hope that Dewdrop gets um, more of a chance on the main roster uh, with with the new regime. Um, we're going to have to stop calling them the new regime at some point, because at some point they're not new anymore. But um, they're only a month or so in, a little over a month in, so I think they can still be called new. Um, you know, I really hope she doesn't... I, really prefer she goes back to Piper Niven. Um, I still think Dewdrop is a stupid name. So, um, but, and, and Nikki is talented as well. Um, I, I think this will be good. I think it'll be a, a nice team for Carter and Chance to get a win against. Uh, but I, no earthly way I see the tag titles changing in, in this in this case. So uh, we'll just move into the next match which is a dart throw. For me, the NXT and NXT UK tag title unification match, the Creed Brothers, the NXT tag team champions, uh, defend against Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, the NXT UK tag team champions, who are also defending in this match, uh, against Pretty Deadly and Gallus. Uh, it appears probably Wolfgang and Mark Coffey, because that was the, the two that challenged for the UK tag titles, and they were the longest reigning UK tag champs which is a little bit skewed because they also didn't have a show for like seven or eight months in their reign um, because of the pandemic. But uh, I could see them going a number of ways here. You certainly have all of the uh, drama going on with uh, Diamond Mine and Roderick Strong. And all of that in the next... That was really weird. Both of our screens just blipped. Um, at some here time here in the the future, I could see Roddy uh, losing something and going to the main roster for a little bit because um, Triple H has been high on him. So I could see Roddy getting that shot. That isn't what this story is about. Although I think it probably plays in. I would be shocked if Roddy isn't there and and somehow plays into this, um, which could cost the Creed brothers. I just don't see the NXT tag titles on any of those other three teams right now. I know Pretty Deadly had them for, you know, a cup of coffee. Uh, Gallus, I feel like you need to build them up a little more. This would be a way to strap a rocket to them in NXT if they're going to be around for a little bit. Um, and I happen to own both Wolfgang and Mark Coffee in our fantasy league, so I'd be okay with that. I, I think the Creeds keep the belts here and, and you know, win the, the NXT UK tag titles, defend their own tag titles. Um, I, I think it's the Creeds. But again, wouldn't be totally stunned if there's some sort of shenanigans in the Diamond Mine storyline that does end up with them dropping the belts. But I think the Creed's. Yeah, in my opinion, there's only two teams that really kind of um, are are worthy of consideration, and that would be the Creed's and, and Gallus. And, and I, if, it, I would imagine Gallus being kept around would be a reason to do so. It's interesting that you use the terminology struggle rack them because – they have that history, albeit inflated history, right? So them winning the titles here and having to be sole champions wouldn't be unfounded, uh, but it would be, it'd be new in this, in this era, in this audience. And then it could also then further that, that diamond mine storyline, as you mentioned, I just don't know if we do that here. So I'm going to go with the Creed brothers as well. All right. 
you get the first pick, and while you're making this pick, I'm going to get up because I realized my computer is not plugged in, and I will disappear in a little bit if I don't do that. Um, while you're talking, I'll do that, though, for uh, the NXT North American title match just got set up on Tuesday. <laughs> Sign me up. Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet. Yeah, this is going to be great. And I, you know, I've been a fan of Ricochet for so long and, you know, clearly, you know, his his independent run evolved, Dragon Gate USA, PWG, other places, New Japan, just amazing, just just top notch. Comes to NXT, remains top notch. Start on the main roster was top notch and then he's kind of like falling down the ladder. I feel like he's getting more chances and I feel like he's in something with Happy Corbin right now. I didn't say I feel, but I, he is that there's been an ongoing thing between them and that's, I think, continuing. And I feel like that's the reason why he won't win the title here, even though I'd love to see him win the title. Nothing against Carmelo Hayes, but I loved, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, did you see NXT yet or not? I've seen about the first hour, so I haven't, I've read about this and seen a little bit pictures and things, but I haven't actually seen this angle play out. So the Carmelo promo that led to Ricochet coming to the ring was really cool because he kind of like, without naming people by name, he basically said, here's the list of people I beat. And and he also said, I'm not on the show, but I'm the one that's already unified titles. Because again, this belt is the unification of the NXT Cruiserweight title and the North American title from earlier in the year. So I loved I loved that storytelling. I loved the the attitude. I love it fits well with his character. And now for him to get one more notch in his belt, even though I think it might not be clean, uh, because maybe we see Happy Corbin show up, uh, it'll be good. So Carmelo Hayes is my is my pick to retain his title. This probably is match of the day, night, whatever, uh, for this show. I mean, this is on Sunday. Uh, at about three o'clock my time, four o'clock your time. Uh, so kind of directly leading in, although there'll probably be a little hour or two in between, uh, all out and this. Um, it, it's going to be hard pressed to say this will be the match of the day if you watch both shows, although I think it has every chance to be that. There's some stuff coming on, you know, later in, in all out, at least a match or two that I think probably could. Be, but this is going to be awesome, and and what a what a showcase for Carmelo Hayes. So pretty, pretty freaking cool um, for Carmelo Hayes. I would argue his biggest match of his NXT career. Um, even though he's had title matches, uh, I think Ricochet is the biggest star he's been in that ring with, and I do think they've started to rebuild him on SmackDown. Ricochet, um, I, I could you know, not really care about Happy Corbin all that much. Although Pat McAfee um, and doing the whole telestrator thing about, you know, this guy and his stupid face and his stupid head and uh, McAfee makes me laugh. So uh, I enjoy, enjoy that. And obviously there's maybe some unfinished business with he and Corbin yet too, but uh, this is going to be really, really good. But Carmelo Hayes keeping the belt. Uh, I just don't, I don't see Ricochet winning it, but I think it's going to be really good. Dart throw number two for me. The NXT and NXT UK women's title unification match. Mandy Rose, Miko Satamara, and Blair Davenport. Mandy and Miko are the champions, respectively. And Blair uh, is there to take the fall. <laughs> so let me just throw that in. I think Blair Davenport is there to take the loss. I don't think she's winning these two titles. I think they're going to build her. If she, if she stays in NXT, which it kind of 
my inkling is it seems like maybe she will. Um, I like Blair Davenport. I think she's got a good character. I think she's good in the ring. Uh, former girlfriend of Will Ospreay. Nothing, you know, about the personal stuff, but um, has been in, in New Japan with him in the past. Obviously didn't work in the ring in New Japan because they, they didn't have women's matches at that point. IWGP women's title coming later this month, uh, later this fall uh, over in New Japan. Something maybe we can talk about in the weeks to come. But uh, I, I think eventually maybe you do a Mandy Miko one-on-one match. Again, if Miko stays around and they're just holding that off a little bit, maybe that happens at uh, there's, there's rumblings of a Halloween Havoc PLE pre premium live event uh, in October rather than on a Tuesday night. Um, so maybe that happens there. And I think that'd be a really big match. Um, I'm going to go Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose unifies the titles. I, I think there is a chance if they do a one-on-one -on -one match down the road that Miko could be the person to beat Mandy. She certainly has the credentials to do it. Um, and I think you need to make it worthwhile when Mandy loses this title. Um, but I think Mandy pins Blair. See, I feel like Blair Davenport could be made here. So you talk about strapping a rock to someone. When I saw the promo that she did on Monday and how Tuesday. she was, and, 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 yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, was she on Raw? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Here's the thing. I recorded and I went back in time and I watched it on Monday. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Got to get your time machine, man. Um, great, Scott. <laughs> Flux capacitors. and Anyways, all right. Yeah, we're off. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, so Blair Davenport. Again, I think they, I think they could, and I think you know this could be the opportunity where, like that, again, unfortunately, I'm, I'm nothing against NXT UK and what they presented. It just, right. it wasn't destination viewing for me, even though I'm sure there was good stuff there. It started as for me, and then I just, I didn't have time. I didn't yeah, have time. yeah, yeah. So, um, because of the youth here, I, ha I have to go with Mandy Rose. Nothing against Satamura. I think she's probably pretty amazing, and I would love, I would love that singles match that you talked about to give us. Uh, you know, something more definitive. The, the, the chase of Mandy Rose as being who she is and what she is in NXT gives me the belief that there's someone, some baby face, could have been Zoe Stark, could still be Zoe Stark, could be someone else, that when they unseat her, there's going to be some some big, big a big deal behind it. Uh, so Mandy retains for me as well. I should say, too, Real quickly before we move into the main event, uh, there was a match made, but we're unsure of exactly when it's happening, and we haven't seen a Worlds Collide graphic for it between Nathan Frazier and Axiom, a best of three rounds match that might be happening on this show. It just, the hashtag wasn't used on the the, twit, the tweets about it, and there isn't an official Worlds Collide graphic that there has been for all these other matches. So we did not pick that match. We talked about it and whether it really is happening. Whenever it happens, sign me up. That's going to be flipping amazing. And I flipping probably is the wrong word because there's gonna be a lot of flips in that match, but it's gonna be great. I'm I'm a big fan of both guys. I'm glad that they're they're getting something to do. We just didn't think we're not sure it's happening on this show. And five is about the normal for a, an NXT uh, premium live event, so we didn't pick that match, um, which is good because it would have been a total dart throw. Because I don't know who you put. I, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to pick that one. Tom, you get the first pick on the NXT and NXT title unification match. Braun Breaker defends against Tyler Bate, who is also defending. Yeah, this is going to be fun, and it was um, it was really well built on Tuesday. See, I got that right now. 
and I love I loved you know the people who talked to Bait and talked to Braun, who were Pete previous Dunn champions. <laughs> yeah, even though I know, and they still call him Butch. I was like, come on, just call him Pete Dunn. But at least he didn't act like Hornswoggle or like um, you know the crazy guy from Little Rascals or whatever in the world he was doing before. At least he didn't act that way. Yeah, and the the interaction with with Butch made was a good callback for me because as I was thinking about Tyler Bate entering this match and how I, I think that it'd be awesome for Tyler Bate to get more of an opportunity that I think he didn't have when he went and was full-time in NXT UK. It makes me want to choose him. It makes me want him to get the spotlight that I think that has been not been fully given to him on, on, on a more national stage. Again, NXT UK is on the WWE Network, so that is a stage. It's just, when I think about, again, him and Pete Dunne at TakeOver in Chicago that I happen to be able to be live for, one of the best matches I've ever seen live, I think about him and and Trent Seven in Mustache Mountain in the one of the Dusty Classics and the run that they had and how fun that was. And just, again, the supreme talent he is. Unfortunately, I think he becomes part of the – he's lower on the food chain than Braun Breaker, even though I think that they could, th- this could be a statement. If, if Braun Breaker were to not win here, the return to NXT being bringing guys up and gals up, but also promoting high quality professional wrestling, kind of of the days of past with the Garganos, the Champas, the Coles, the so on and so forth. Again, nothing against Braun Breaker, but he's, he's not, he's not, he's not that work rate guy. If we if we saw Bate win here, I think you shift back to maybe a, uh, an emphasis on work rate in this in this promotion. I don't think we're doing that. So Braun Breaker is my pick, but I'm not I'm not I'm not happy about that because I want more for Tyler Bate. So I'm going to probably make an unpopular statement here. For me, Tyler Bate is Jay Lethal. He's that guy that I can't ever get excited about what they announced for him. And then when I watch the match, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, you're right. Bait, bait and done was great. Amazing. And yet I just can't. And maybe it's because I haven't watched NXT UK regularly. And that, that may very well be, it may just be a lack of exposure, like not enough investment in debate. Like I've seen matches I've enjoyed, but I haven't invested in the character because I haven't watched NXT UK on a regular basis. So that might very well be it. So maybe him being now in NXT, maybe I will end up getting getting invested in him, assuming he sticks around too, which again, I think he will, whether he goes back to NXT Europe or not, I think he's somebody that they're, they obviously, he's clearly somebody they want to keep around because they put the belts on him and they didn't release him when they cut everybody else, um, including Trent Seven, which was, that one was a little surprising to me. Um, But yeah, he's that guy for me. So I think this will be good. I, it could be Braun Breaker's best match. Um, Bate could pull that out of him. Absolutely. Breaker's had some decent matches with Ciampa and and others who, you know, Breaker needs somebody to kind of lead him. And, and clearly they're trying to do that. They've had Ciampa. They've had Ziggler. They've had, you know, Carmelo Hay. Uh, has he had the Hayes match? I don't think he has, actually. Um, who am I thinking? Cameron Grimes. That's who I was thinking of. Um, guys who can help bring breaker along which is smart you're you're clearly building Braun breaker you're putting him in the ring with guys who are only going to help him get better and tyler bait is another one of those but tyler bait is another one of those <laughs> Braun breakers unifying these titles 
Um, I agree with you. It would be a way to really make Tyler Bate important, very important. Obviously, I mean, to be the champion, that makes him important, but it would make him, you know, it would really do something, but it's Braun. So amazingly, through two shows, we have absolutely nothing different. Um, and I thought, I, I, well, I said, Worlds Collide, we were either going to be the same on every pick or it was going to be a free-for-all. We were the same on every pick. Well, we have got less than 40 minutes for 14 matches uh, from all out because AEW does not do small pay-per-views. Um, and we can actually call that a pay-per-view because it is actually a pay-per-view. You have to pay to view it. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we do have three matches that you don't have to pay to, pre to view. Uh, Zero Hour, which I know is a, a name they've used before, I feel like. But it's interesting they're not calling it the buy-in. I feel like everything was always the buy-in, even when it wasn't uh, the double or nothing. Um, but they've gone back to zero hour for this one, which is – wasn't Ring and, of Honor zero and, hour? Or the yeah, hour? that's what I was going to comment on. They used that they, – they last used that terminology with the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in July. Okay. So zero hour. Uh, let's see. I get the first pick because I, I – yeah, that's where we are in this. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, well, you know, this will be a nice, gentle match, though. There'll be a couple of leg locks and, uh, uh, you know, submission holds. And okay, if Gunther Sheamus isn't the hardest hitting match of the weekend, this will be. Um, they've had one before in, in, in JPW Strong. I did not see that match because I don't watch Strong because I don't have NJPW World. Um, yet again, just a victim to the time in my life and what I can, what I can watch. It sounds like strong has been a really good show. A lot of the, you know, time for the last few years. Um, I'm glad I'll get to see Kingston Ishii this time because I don't watch strong. I do watch AEW pay-per-views if at all possible. So, and even if I didn't get the pay-per-view, which I think I am planning on doing. Um, yeah. Anyways, Kingston's going to be here next Wednesday. Ishii is not Kingston's getting the win. That's what I got to say. So, and Kingston's my pick too, without question. But why? What was the change between we were headed towards Kingston, Sammy? That was actually kind of the first match, officially, unofficially announced yep. for this show. And I know stuff's gone on behind the scenes since that and time. And is that totally why this is off, to your knowledge? Yep. Yeah, they they pulled it because of that. And then it sounds like I read a report yesterday that Kingston and, and Sammy met backstage and kind of squashed everything, shook hands. Um, but I think they maybe determined let's save that now because now they haven't been able to do any build for it um, over the last couple of weeks. Kingston was actually suspended for a couple of weeks because of, of that situation. Um, and he has owned it and said he made a mistake. Um, so, so kudos to Kingston for that, whatever happened there. Um, but I think also because that all happened backstage and because those reports we got now, they can make some money together moving forward. So maybe don't waste that match here now that now that, that all happened and, and push things back. Instead, you know, and I, I expect we'll see, we could even see Sammy get involved in this match, actually. I expect we'll see Sammy in one way or another on Sunday. But um, so Kingston's your pick as well, you said, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh Tom, you get the first pick on the FTW title match, which may last less time than it takes you and I to make our picks hook defends against Angelo Parker. Yeah. It's hook all the way here. Um, I, I do like how they've, they've, again, they've, they've been doing a decent job. They've been maximizing television time in just small snippets to make this feel like, you know, I know why it's happening. 
Yeah, but it's Angela's getting that comb turned sideways and shoved up his Canadian <laughs> keister. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's Hook. I I love Hook having the FDW title. Um, I'm enjoying what they're doing there, but uh, I, I am kind of glad that they've split Danhausen away from him. Like I just I know they were going for the odd couple pairing, and, and they were an odd couple certainly, but it wasn't working for me. Danhausen works better with the best friends, so. Um, yeah, hook. Exactly. Everything you said, hook. The other zero hour match, the all Atlantic, it is all Atlantic title match, right? All Atlantic, all not just Atlantic, Atlantic title. Yes. Uh, Pac defends against Kip Sabian, who Kip uh, came back last week. I think we talked about that uh, on the show last week. Uh, I I had read things that I made it seem like maybe he joined the United Empire. That doesn't seem at all to be the case, at least at this moment. Certainly could change in the future. Um Pac versus Kip Sabian. Uh, I like that they've given this match a reason to exist um, because Pac's previous All-Atlantic title defenses that have been mostly on dark and that kind of thing have been just kind of random international wrestler here versus Pac. Um, so I like that they've given this a reason to exist. Uh, Kip Sabian, I've never been hugely into, but this is a new character, so I'm willing to give this new kind of character a, a chance where he's not hopefully just the the doofus that he kind of was before. Um, I am waiting for the moment when Miro and Kip walk past each other in the backstage area and, and we get a clip of that. And at least they look at each other and um, acknowledge something. I, I think that could be fun. Uh, but Pac's keeping the title. I, I don't think you put it on Kip Sabian yet. Um, although I hate to see Kip Sabian come back and lose his first match back, which basically, I, unless he has something on dark, you know, this would this is his first high profile match. But I box my choice for this one. Yeah, so I feel like this is the opportunity to take the belt off Pac. It's and it's weird, right? Because he just won it at Forbidden Door. And I, correct me if I'm wrong. I again, thanks to this monkey crackpot research team, every every defense that he's had was in the UK and then and then taped and then added on like dark or dark elevation. What are those two? Forgive me, I'm confusing them. And and and. and, and, and and all and all led to the reveal last week where Sabian hit him, attacked him. Sabian's been the guy behind the box or the bag in yep. the crowd for I don't know nine months, a year, months. yeah, yeah, at least a year. So this, this clearly is, wasn't the plan when they started that angle because they didn't even have the All Atlantic title. But yeah, yeah, they, so but they pivoted and made it work. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a I'm gonna give us a difference. Maybe maybe I shouldn't go on this limb, but I'm gonna say that you know this this is to give Kip Sabian something to sink his teeth into, and then it gives a bad guy for good guys to chase in going and pursuing the title. I also then think this gives Pac and the rest of Death Triangle a chance to re-engage with LFI. LFI AEW. Oh, so there we go. We have our first difference. I have Pac, you have Kip Sabian. Um, interesting. I, if I would have guessed where our first difference would have come, that wouldn't have been it. But I like it. I like it a lot. Will you pick up Kip Sabian in the Fantasy Wrestling League to put your money where your mouth is on that? I don't think I have enough priority. Uh, I've made a couple uh, claim, claims recently. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll hear about one of those in the picks to come. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know you'd have a lot of people fighting you for Kip Sabian. I could be wrong, though, but uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, so, Tom, you get the first pick on the TBS title match, Jade Cargill uh, versus Athena. 
Yeah, so here's here's the thing too. For a long time. Yeah, right. It has been. And Jade's winning, and Jade shouldn't lose the title here. However, if there's ever someone that should, you could argue should dethrone Jade, it'd be Athena. Um, it's just not gonna happen. Like you don't, you don't, you're not gonna Jade's getting the 50 wins, and Jade may get to 70 wins and 75 and so on. Like, I don't know what the magic number is. Right, but like, there's you're not ending her undefeated streak at. I'm gonna say 34. I don't know if it's exactly 34 come Sunday or not, but um, yeah, Jade's retaining the title, and I'm happy because I need some points in fantasy wrestling, and Jade Cargill's been like my workhorse for this half season. She, and- she was in the first half for me, and I, I, I actually thought I still had her at one point. I was like, oh good, Jade's gonna get another title defense. Then I looked at the rosters and went, ah oh, crap. Um, <laughs> She's gonna get Tom another title defense. Um, yeah, I I actually could see, but man, they'd have to have her wrestle a little more often than they do. My thought has been lately that she's gonna get to ninety nine, and then going for a hundred and oh, they have somebody beat her. Um, but man, she's only at like you said, like thirty four. So th- that could be in twenty twenty four at the rate they're going right now. So maybe that won't happen. Maybe I'm she won't get to Goldberg level. Let's let's. You know, that was 100 and what, 70 something or 180 something, um, which was a totally inflated number. I realized. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, I, uh, well, how, how much do you uh, account for inflation there? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when on Monday Nitro one week he had 81 wins, and on Monday Nitro the next week he had 104 wins. Like, wait, there were only seven days between then and now. What, how many matches was he working a show? Um, and I'm making up those numbers, but there were a couple of times where there were jumps that you were like, really? Um, <laughs> This the old territory days where you're doing two shows every weekend and on every day of the weekend and maybe a couple during the week. I don't know. Uh, Jade, Jade wins. So Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs is the next match. And uh, this one, man, I'm looking forward to it. Powerhouse Hobbs turn was great. I think they've done a really nice job building it. I don't know who wins this match, Tom, um, because I, I think both of them need the win a little bit. Um, I also don't think this is the last Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs match we get, um, which leads me towards powerhouse Hobbs getting the win um, is what I'm going to go with just because I don't think this is done. Um, and I think Starks getting that big win at some point uh, will be really good. I, I think Starks is a future world champion. I think Hobbs could be a future world champion. So um I, this is I'm I'm loving this and I'm liking both of them going uh, on their own. Has to remind me, and I'm I'm a little I'm mixing things together in my head without seeing. Has Stokely been recruiting Hobbs or no? I don't think so. Well, he should. That's what I want to say. I think that would be a really good pairing. And I, I I was thinking that I know the factory has been recruiting him, and that just stop it, just stop it. Unless you're only doing it so powerhouse Hobbs can kill. Nick Camarado and it looks really impressive. Um, no, don't. I mean, they're not doing that. I know, but I, Stokely for Powerhouse would be a really good. That would be a really good team. I think. Yeah, Hobbs is my pick too because I don't feel like you can have Starks win, even though I think the motivation for revenge justifies that. I think you like don't give any more reason to like extend this feud, and you should. So that's why I'm going with Hobbs. For my pick too. My wondering is how does um or how do uh the factory maybe become a factor in one way or the other? And it, it's weird because it seems like the I don't factory like them being in this. I don't I don't like it either. 
It, yeah. se it seems like the factory like is going after Starks, but also like like indirectly like going after Hobbs. It's kind of weird. Um, well, it's like they think they're doing Hobbs a favor. And then yeah, but, but and but Hobbs is like, I didn't ask you to do that. And he's the bad guy. So like, why would you like 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 birds of a feather flock together? Sure, but like this dude is a beast. So it's like you don't need backup. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said a mouthpiece would be fine. I, even though I think Hobbs has been fine on the mic too, um, a mouthpiece would be fine. But yeah, he doesn't need. If, if he has backup, he should be the leader of it, not falling in line behind QT Marshall. Come on. I mean, they know they're not doing that, but just. And I did like. I don't know if you caught this, and I think it was either I forget if it was Rampage or Dynamite last week. Um, when Marsh uh, QT hit Starks in the mouth with the watch. Um, he 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 waved off a go go, and I think that was smart because I think there could be money in like a go go and starts down the road, so they not force any early. But then also like I think a go go has the chance to be good babyface, so low like low key seeds now for maybe something that's six or eight or a year months from now. So totally agree because QT is so arrogant that he thinks his punch with the watch is better than a freaking champion boxer's punch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definite seeds. I, I did catch that and I was like, oh, oh, I like that. That's and I, I like that AEW does a nice job of slow burn telling a lot of times too. Sometimes it's yeah, car crash, you know, everything to the wall, um, rapid fire booking, but other times it's slow burn, much like the next match. Tom, you get the first pick in Christian versus Jungle Boy. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll shut up now and let you pick because I could just start talking and that's not yeah, my turn. no. <laughs> so so my it's this is this is a weird thing for me um i've gotten less excited since jungle boy came back really yeah and, and, I, and i don't know why because i like jungle boy i really do and i liked his um statements on monday that he's not christian's not getting jungle boy he's getting he's getting jack and jack's coming for a fight um Jungle Boy has to win here, right? <laughs> I mean, this is something where you could you could extend it beyond as well, but do you need to? I'm gonna say no. So yeah, and I saw you shake your head as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and then I realized, stop giving him hints. We're in a competition. What do you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Jungle Jungle Boy is is my pick. Yeah, Jungle Boy is my pick here too. Uh, I don't think this needs to extend, or if it does. It could extend by Christian getting a new protege or something that you want to build up. Um, uh, this one-on-one -on -one thing between Christian and Jungle Boy can be one and done. Um, I, I like the edge they've given Jungle Boy a little bit. You know, they're, I, that helps. Um, I, I hate saying this because I don't really believe it all the time, but I think Jungle Boy maybe needs to add a little bit of mass just for the aesthetic of some of, because I think Jungle Boy can be a talent you you elevate, continue to elevate, and I look at some of the people he's going to be up against if they continue to elevate him, and, and they're going to dwarf the guy. Um, a little bit like Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker, although Tyler's got a little little bulk to him even though he's a, a very short guy, uh, which, hey, you can't help height. You can't you can't work out and get taller. So, sorry. There's just nothing you can do about that. Um, but a little mass to Jungle Boy might help 
a little bit. Um, but I, again, I don't want to get into that whole like you've got to look like a powerhouse Hobbs, you know. To be, you don't, you know. That's clearly just look at the people who've been world champion in AEW, but yet they've had some definition and size to them. I think Jungle Boy could could do that to help elevate him. Doesn't matter here. He's beaten Christian um, because that's where this story is leading is for Jungle Boy to get his comeuppance against Christian here at the pay-per-view. Christian doesn't need the win. Um, Christian is not somebody at this point that we thought maybe when he first came in, he was, that's going to be like mm-hmm. the AW world champion or anything like that, but he can be a great fodder for, for baby faces as they're kind of moving up through the ranks um, for them to get a win against somebody who, has some meaning and jungle boy beating Christian isn't going to make him mean any less um, Christian that is. So yeah, jungle boy gets the win here. I, and I think this will be really good. I do think it'll be good. Uh, we go now to a six man tag, which was added uh, on Wednesday. It, it certainly seemed like it was headed that way. I think we talked about this last week, sting Miro and Darby against the house of black Malachi black Brody King and buddy Matthews. And you're up first and I'm up first. Um, I want them to get behind the House of Black and they won't do it. <laughs> Don't know why Tony won't do it. Um, man, I am such a big Malachi Black fan, a Buddy Matthews fan. I'm not as high on Brody King as you are, I know, um, but I like him. Um, he's just He would be my three if I was ranking those three. Um, they're not winning, Sting, and you're not beating Sting. So Sting, Miro, and Darby are getting the win. And I don't, I, hmm, I just wish they'd get behind Malachi Black a little bit more. It, it annoys me to no end. I, at least he's on the pay-per-view because that guy can't ever get on the pay-per-view. So at least he got on the pay-per-view this time. But now he's just getting on the pay-per-view to lose. Buddy Matthews probably takes the pin I, for what that's worth. Yeah, so the money to me is, um, I feel I feel like the Darby House of Black feud is done. How Red Love Malachi Black Darby singles. That'd whether, be really fun. Whether we can get there or not, I don't know. I also feel like there's a lot of money in Malachi and Brody, respectively, in singles against Miro. So, so something's going to have to happen where that continues. So, yes, you don't beat Sting. So you're right. Like, and and eventually you will, but it's not Sunday. Um, and even though House of Black could benefit from that, it's it's not here. And it should be in a singles match, not a six man. If you're absolutely, do absolutely. So yeah, so we're the same here. I got I got Sting, Miro, and Darby as my pick as well. Malachi Black being the person to beat Sting in a one-on-one match would actually be really cool. But again, big Malachi Black fan. So, Tom, you get the first pick. Uh, and I want to, I'm just trying to keep us moving so that we have enough time when we get to the end here and we're not just throwing title, uh, the big title matches, you know, winners in 20 seconds. The AEW World Tag Title Match, Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowen. I'm going with the acclaimed here. And so I think I know what you're doing. Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing. I don't know how, how confident I am. So you can, in our fantasy wrestling league, we have pickums and I'll have confidence points. Not sure where that will land for this match. However, I did pick up Anthony Bowens in the fantasy league on, on the outside chance that this is their time and they're over. They're as over as they can be. And I feel like they're really entrenched in AEW and they're homegrown. Whereas Swerve and Keith Lee aren't. And I feel like Swerve and Keith Lee, even though like, great as a team and cool that they won the belts they're really better suited for singles again but in it's it's the land of giants 
And I'm, and when I say giants in AEW, I mean like just giants of like big personalities, not right. not just big Names. people, right? So like I don't know how you fit a Swerve and a Keith Lee in unless you had them feud, and having them feud would make a lot of sense if they lose the titles coming out of Sunday, uh, and that could give them then the trajectories beyond a one on one feud. So yeah, acclaimed is where I was where I'm gonna go. I hope I can come back next week and celebrate that I was right, and if I was wrong. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't sit here now and go, well, I can see the team that can beat that will beat them eventually. Even though the tag team scene is 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 hot and heavy. Right. The the only team if it's not the acclaimed, the only team that should beat Swerve in our glory is FTR to give them one more title, you know, and, and honestly, I know they were doing the trios title tournament, and I know so that's why we did that, but how this isn't FTR versus the Young Bucks for all the titles on the line, like at all out, just baffles my mind a little bit. But yet here we are, Keith Lee and Swerve uh, against the Acclaimed. And and if you get to say that you're right, I'm going to be right with you because I think it's the Acclaimed's time. Um, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I've been a little surprised Swerve in our glory. I was surprised they won the tag titles to begin with. And then I've been surprised that they've stayed champions uh, as long as they have. And I, I, I totally agree with you. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are both better off. As This is kind of the Hangman Page and Kenny Omega tag title run to me. Not nearly as long or as good, obviously. Uh, nothing against Keith Lee and Swerve. But where it's a tag title run and they're a team and they're fine. They're a good team. But they're both much bigger stars apart uh, than they are as a tag. Um, the acclaimed, like you said, over like Rover. Uh, probably the most, eh, no. I won't say that. One of the three most over tag teams in AEW. I think FTR is the most over tag team in, in maybe all of wrestling right now. Um, and then the the Bucks are always up there too. So, um, but they're doing different things. I I think the acclaimed, and I think the acclaimed can have some really good, uh, good matches as champions. I guess we'd have to see the acclaimed defend against the gun club. Don't put the belts on the gun club for the love of God, Tony Khan. I, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm with the acclaimed. Jericho. We've got, we've got six matches to pick and less than 16 minutes. Yes, I'm aware. To, I, I, and I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that <laughs> right. because all listeners, just so you know, like we have a hard, hard stop and we like to be out like a minute or so before that. So here I am wasting our time. Um, right. These next, these last remaining picks, even though they're they're the big main, main matches, they're going to go fast. <laughs> Uh, this one I don't have a ton of, to say about. Lionheart Chris Jericho versus American Dragon Brian Danielson. Uh, Daniel Garcia obviously continuing to be a part of that story and will continue to be a part of that story. He's also wrestling Wheeler Yuta next week on Dynamite, which I think is very interesting given the, what could happen here um, and what we kind of expect to eventually happen. Um, so that that will be intriguing to see how it all plays out. Um, Brian Danielson should get the win here, period. Just It should be Danielson. Yep, my pick is Danielson as well. I cannot wait. This is going to be awesome. I'm pumped for it. Um, I'm pumped for what's going to come after. I've already got some thoughts about um, other events on this night that will lead into Wednesday and then beyond. I'm not going to give you all my cards today, but like, if, if my fantasy booking brain materializes in AEW world, I got there's a lot of fun stuff coming down the pike. Tom, do you the, the thing in your hand was that a whiteout? It is, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what it looked like. Just wanted to ask. Yeah, so I was, right. I was trying to write my picks 
uh, like get my picks on paper early to help facilitate quicker picking. And I, I put a match in the wrong order. So. Gotcha. Well, we didn't talk about order. So that was. Yeah. Um, Casino ladder match. They just announced the participants yesterday. Claudio Castagnoli versus Wheeler Yuta versus Roosh versus Andrade Alidolo versus Ray Phoenix versus Pentel Zero M versus which one of these is not like the other Dante Martin versus the Joker. Uh, which apparently, I'm guessing, according to the way this looks, Darius Martin is our Joker. Um, Tom, who do you think the Joker will be? Not that that's a pick we're making, but just curious. And then who's winning, obviously? I have no idea. I don't even want to make a guess. I, I, I W. Morrissey debuted last night. I don't know if you saw that. So that was I interesting. I haven't um, been fantasy wrestling, so thank God he can start getting me points. <laughs> um, I, I, I have, I have no even idea who's a, who's a free agent right now. That could be the Joker, and it may not be a free agent. It may be somebody on the roster that we haven't seen for a while. And I have no idea who that is. I haven't had a chance to to think enough, but I, I'll sit back and I'll be hopefully pleased with whoever this is. I'll tell you this: wait till you watch the four way of from four of these guys competed last night. That was that was a great match. It was a sprint. It was fun. It was there were some bananas things happening, which you would expect from Roosh, Dante. Ray Phoenix um, and Yuta in the mix as well. Um, my pick here is going to be Wheeler Yuta, uh, and, oh. and and maybe and again it's because there's a title shot on the line. So you have to think who do you who do you who do you think is winning the world title match, and then who do you think matches up best with that person? That that's my logic for picking Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, I so okay. Are you all right if I give you my suspect? Yes, suspected yep. jokers. Yeah, yep. I think there's two options. Um, I think the crowd is really going to want it to be MJF. I, that would be if MJF is is the Joker. I would pick the Joker. Um, I don't think it's going to be MJF. I just maybe. I, I look. I'll go nuts if it is. That's great. I think it's Samoa Joe. I think Joe is he's he's wrapped up his his uh, he's the voice of the main character in Twisted Metal, a new. Uh, animated series based on that old video game from when we were kids that was on the PlayStation. Um, the clown, I can't remember the clown's name, but, um, Sweetums peanuts or something. I, no, it's not that, but, um, sweet tooth. Anyways, not neither here nor there. Joe is my guess for the, the Joker. I think it would make a lot of sense. Um, and you know what? So here's my question, Tom. I, I, I want to pick Joe because I think we'll get to that. I want to pick Joe. Um, so, am I picking the Joker or am I picking Samoa Joe? What? How does that, how does that work in this case for us? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, we have no time to discuss it. <laughs> I mean, to me, they're one and the same because the Joker. I mean, he 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 is likely your pick. So, I think picking Samoa Joe is again is basically it's one and the same. I think I just said that twice okay. in a row. So. So if Hulk Hogan comes out as the Joker and wins the match, do I get a win? I think it has to be Samoa Joe. It has to be Joe for me to get the win. Okay. I'm picking Joe, Samoa okay. Joe. Um, that, it's fair. And that's totally fair. I was just, I wanted to make sure. So as we tally things after this, um, we're both on the same page. All right. So two uh, differences now, finally. Two differences. Um, I, I almost went Claudio in that match, and I could see Claudio winning it. But I feel like then it would almost have to be a title for title situation and and i don't think you want to do that if you're unless ring of honor isn't going to be its own thing anymore uh which i don't i haven't heard anything like that so that would be the only reason i would hesitate from claudio is it just 
it'd be weird for him to challenge for the AEW title and not put his title on the line. He's not a heel. That would be a heel move. Uh, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. We don't have a ton of time, so I'm just going to say Wardlow and FTR win in what will be a good match, uh, but Wardlow and FTR. Same pick for me. I'm excited for the FTR Motor City uh, interaction. Hope that there's something more between those teams down the line. Yeah, give me give me a tag match there. Absolutely. Uh, the interim world interim women's world title match: Tom, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Jamie Hader. My pick here. Your pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going Tony Storm. However, because Britt Baker took the fall last night in the match. It makes me feel like she could easily be given the title here, and then they could give us Britt and Tony down the line. Maybe Tony winning over Britt in a one-on-one is more impactful if they wanted to eventually give her the title to get us back to Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. That's a lot of moving parts. So I'm going to stick with Tony Storm. I think that's the right move here, um, even though I'd love the DMD to come out on top. Tony Storm was my pick when it was Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa because I felt like it was just time. I still think Tony Storm is the pick here to get back to Storm and Rosa. Uh, Storm and Rosa. Yeah, there we go. I said it right. And then Storm winning that that interim or unifying whatever, winning the title. Uh, so Tony Storm. I know we're doing rapid fire picks here, but we have about nine minutes, and I do want us to have a little time on that main event. Um, although it's a double main event in some ways, I think, uh, because the trios title tournament finals are up first. Uh, the elites of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson will take on either. Dark Order, who added at Hangman Page to their team, as we suspected they would, or Best Friends, which happens on Friday night on Rampage Live, so I can't even read the spoilers to tell you for sure who won, because they haven't has, hasn't happened, easy enough for me to say. Uh, spoiler alert, Dark Order's going to win that match on Friday night, so this is going to be the Elite versus Dark Order. That's blatantly obvious. Uh, the Elite. There, it, I, there's no way on God's green earth I see Dark Order and Hangman Page winning those belts. Yeah, the elite all the way, absolutely. And I can't wait for the Kenny Omega interaction with and the Young Buck interaction with Hangman Page yeah, in this match come Sunday. That's going to be just absolutely electric. The, 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 the building is going to like potentially blow the roof off, and there still will be more to come. So they better have reinforced the roof. Right. And, and, and I actually am kind of looking forward, I, this sounds weird, to Kenny Omega and John Silver against each other. Like, I think that's going to be fun. Um, and and Silver's personality with Kenny. And I, I just think that could be fun in the ring on Sunday. Um, the Elite win those titles. So we got a little bit of time for what has been put back together. Tom, you get the first pick on the AEW world title match. John Moxley defends against CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, wow. And this came together... I'm going to call it masterfully. I don't care if anyone else feels that way about it. I feel that way about it, and it's my opinion. So I am entitled to it. Last night, the way this came together was just so good. And for as for as critical as we were in the moment or moments of what happened last week and, like, the aftermath, and, like, even, like, with the, with the backstage stuff with Punk on Rampage on Friday, it was kind of like a red herring because it really wasn't, worth tuning in for just that if if you were i mean the whole show was good but like that 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 30 seconds of video footage was it left a lot to be desired you come full circle into last night and it starts with mox he puts the contract in the ring a steel comes down he grabs the contract you're like oh my gosh it's a steel right and like if you know and the next caliber does just a masterful job on commentary and then punk comes out and like 
I will tell you that punk promo and that entire segment, in my opinion, is one of the best that AEW has ever done in any capacity. So I know, I believe you haven't seen it yet, correct? I have not seen it. Okay. So I've I know last it. week. Yeah. I've I, know read last, about it. I know last week when we recorded, you had not seen the main event like with both of your good eyes, right? And I say that because I know that there's a lot of moving parts for you. You went back and watched it with both your good eyes and you it were did. like, yeah, wow. Okay. This, the, to me, and I don't want to be, be full of hyperbole, but that punk segment and the, the signing, he does sign the contract. It's just, it's, I'm so jazzed up for this match come Sunday now. And the fact that it's in Chicago, Punk's hometown, the roles, again, like I go, I use the Bret Hart in Canada analogy in a way, but I think it's going to be even more beyond that. Um, Punk's my pick to win. Uh, and I think it validates him even more now with what happened with Moxley unifying the titles, being undisputed, and now Punk then beating him and becoming undisputed. I hope that it's I hope that it's not dirty. I hope we don't get heel punk. I don't think he has to be, even though if he does, there's plenty of ways to do that. I picked Wheeler Yuta earlier in the match because I do think Wheeler Yuta is one of the guys that challenges punk, and that makes a lot of sense, um, especially because of I don't think punk and mox necessarily ends here, even though I do think punk is on the trajectory where he continues to ascend and mox doesn't lower himself, but just it continues to be a badass without a title. Yeah, I I have not seen Dynamite from last night, but I have read the report because um, I needed to to be able to speak coherently um, and to even know some of the matches that we were going to be picking uh, here. Uh, last week, I said they're really going to have to do something to make me give a crap about this match happening if it's going to happen again at the pay-per-view. Tip of the hat, kudos Tony Khan. I haven't even seen it play out, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait to watch Dynamite to see it play out. Um, and be even more excited about it because um, of the way they did it. And a steel who had a steel appearing in AEW on there. Like I had seen him come out, you know, and um, him and BJ Whitmer came running out when they were doing the pull apart uh, last week. I think it was two weeks ago um, that led to the match last week. That's what it was. Um, he and BJ were part of the security force or the backstage people who came out. And I was like, man, we've almost got, you know, if, if only Colt could be there um, and, and uh, Danny Moff, we would have like the main event of one of the first Ring of Honor shows I ever attended. But um, but anyways, uh, I think it's kind of cool that Ace Steel, you know, was involved. I, I'm curious if Ace will be there on Sunday, if he's going to be like Punk's manager kind of moving forward a little bit or not. Um, I don't, again, I haven't seen it play out, but when I saw it, I was just like, that's kind of cool. And for the, again, maybe everybody won't get the connection there, but for those of us that have been around a long time and have been following CM Punk for a long time, we know that. Also, why I picked Samoa Joe to win, because then I think you move to Joe Punk. And hey, again, for those of us that have been around a long time, and Tony Khan has been a Ring of Honor fan for a long time, yeah, that's got a whole lot of history there. So uh, we are right up against our hard stop time, and we got it in. Uh, so in 25 matches, we have two differences, which means Tom has a chance to tie this thing back up. Um, he can't take the lead yet, but he can at least tie it up. There are about four shows left this year that we'll be picking. Maybe another Ring of Honor show in there. Maybe another Halloween Havoc. Who knows? Um, so it might be six or seven shows. Who knows by the end of this? But um, two matches difference. You've got uh, you've got Sabian, uh, Kip Sabian. I almost said Chris Sabian. Um, Kip Sabian, and I've got Pac, and you've got Wheeler Yuta, and I've got Samoa Joe uh, winning the casino match. So interesting that only two differences out of 25 matches. 
But uh, I think that's because you and I actually think a lot alike as far as pro wrestling goes, and that's why we enjoy doing this. So, uh, Tom, anything else uh, in the last just seconds we have here? Yeah, whatever you watch this weekend, because you, you got plenty, uh, you, me, and our audience, uh, enjoy it. It's going to be great. And so be thankful that we had this opportunity. Uh, and plus on a holiday weekend, the gift of time on Monday, should you need to push things off? Um, Amen. I would say don't push off all out, but you may need to. So either way, enjoy whatever you get a chance to see. And I can't wait to come back next week and talk about the aftermath and the fallout for all of this and more. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe even GCW's Art of the War Games, which is also happening this weekend, looks really, really stacked. So, um, Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy some pro wrestling. Enjoy some college football. Enjoy whatever it is you might enjoy. And uh, we'll be back next week with the fallout of this. Our NFL picks coming up next week and uh, more. So everybody have a great time. We'll see you next week on Two Spot Monkeys Live.